podcast. My name is Tim Hayes. Hey, well, how come? How come we? How come you always have to do the intro? <laughs> it can is I, Tuesday, May. Welcome to the tenth episode of. Wait, wait, wait! Welcome Hang to on. the tenth episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? I don't even know. You got to do this. I don't know what we're talking about. We're here to discuss the best and worst in the world of bikes, guys, and take a look at our Velo Games Giro d'Italia Fantasy Cycling Challenge and discuss age-old wisdom of cycling. As you guys know, our podcast is available on both iTunes and Stitcher. Just search The Slow Ride. Our website, theslowridepodcast.com, is a great resource for all the links and breadcrumbs of what we discuss. My name is Tim Hayes. I'm in Gainesville, Florida, where I co-own a bicycle shop called Swift Cycle. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie. Joined by Matt, the little guy Allen, a bicycle messenger in Minneapolis. Matt can be reached at Little Guy Matt. And Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts, where he works in the bicycle industry. He can be found on Twitter at Spencer Howe. That's H-A-U-G-H. So, dudes, I had a great day today. Why? I made a bike messenger run, and it was awesome. I can't wait to tell you about it. I have what it takes. I am back in action. All right, uh, let's hear about it. So we needed to drop something off at the post office, put it in the old messenger bag that I wanted an alley cat 10 years ago, and just ran all the way to the post office, right? I get up to the post office, lock my bike, get inside, line is 10 deep, reach into my oh, back pocket, man. realize I don't have my wallet with me, so I have to get back on my bike, go back to the bike shop, and do it all over again. Classic problem. Classic rookie mistake. <laughs> do it again. Get back to the post office, lock up my bike, go inside. The line now is 20 deep, charging oh, them wait wow. time. Sitting yeah, there for worried, sure. sweating all over. But I get up there, and I just tell the guy, hey, need this shipped. Cheap as possible with tracking. Guy takes it. I'm out of there in a flash. Go out to my bike, and someone locked their bike to my bike. Really? That's yes. awesome. Someone locked their bike to my bike. So I go back inside the post office and I say, <laughs> hey, whoever locked the Schwinn to my bike, can you please come out and unlock it? And the guy at the very front of the line is like, oh, crap. And he leaves his front spot in the line, comes out, looks down there and says, that's not my bike. I know I'm not that stupid. He goes back in <laughs> and he yells to everybody, I'm not the idiot that locked my bike to that guy's bike. Someone else did it. And then there's this girl at the back of the line who sheepless, sheep, sheepily starts sheepily. blushing, and she goes, oh, I think that's mine. Do you mind if – can you wait just a little bit because I'm almost to the front? And I'm like, no, you're ten people away from the front. You don't lock your bike to someone else's bike. She comes out, unlocks her bike, and she's like, sorry, and I'm like, no problem. And then I was out of there before she knew it, back in record time. Wow. I'm back, guys. I have that's, what it That was takes. good. The messenger That was back. good. You know, so, I've, I've I've messengered for five years, and I never have once had that experience. So, who locks congratulations. Their, who locks their bike to another bike? Like, seriously. Did she have a cable lock or something? And yeah, she so just it, tried to wrap it around a pole, and she ended up just going through your frame? It was a cable lock that was one of those ones that had the letters on it, and it was four letters. <laughs> and I totally looked at her when she was, like, undoing it in disbelief because oh, you know I had suspended disbelief at this point. And yeah. the code was cool, K O O L, like the cigarettes. Nice. Cool. <laughs> that is cool. I can't believe you couldn't have guessed that one. I know. So this gets me yeah. to my next point. As a segue, because I'm back as a bike messenger, ready to just rule the streets. Spencer, no, you're going off to Mexico City tomorrow morning. What are you going there for? 
I'm going to uh, participate and uh, whatever in the Cycle Messenger World Championships uh, that are being held in Mexico City this year. When you say participate, are you in like the vendor challenge or are you like actually going to try to enter to win? (laughs) I'll see. I have this love-hate relationship with racing where I hate it and I don't love it. Um, And so what happens is I, I end up in these races somehow through no fault of my own and once I'm in it, I kind of want to race. Um, and then so I feel like I'm not going to try until the race actually starts. And then I'm going to want to destroy people. And, you know, I, I just won't be prepared or anything. And I'll just fail miserably. Um, so that's kind of my outlook. Um, now, how many Bike Messenger World Championships have you been to? Uh, this will be my second World Championship. Um the first one I attended was <clears throat> 2003 um, in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> 11 years ago. Yes. Are you old? Wow. Uh, so I remember you went to Seattle. I, um, I was like six when I went to the first one. <laughs> you went to Seattle, and then I went the next year to the Cycle Messenger World Championships in the bustling center of biking in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, surprisingly, stuff. surprisingly, I didn't want to go. I waited until it was in <laughs> Toronto, where then, people are more excited to go. I know we just lost our our Edmonton listener, but little guy <laughs> went to went to Toronto. So none yeah. of so so the question is between the three of us, yeah. who would do the best at the Bike Messenger World Championships if it was held, you know, where all three of us would go because. For our listeners, the Bike Messenger World Championships, basically you get a list of stops that you need to go to on a closed, controlled course that has a lot of one-way streets, so you can't go the wrong way on one-ways. And you need to pick up a package at perhaps the, you know, Abyss booth, and then you need to deliver it to the Kryptonite booth. And it's like FedEx tubes and various yes. things, lots of cool stuff. So who who would win between the three of us? I'm pretty sure I would obviously win. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question there. Yeah. Wow. Dude, what did I, you? Well, how did you, you do it? How did you today? do in Edmonton? Guys, I had what it takes today. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. Ah. Did you? Did you run into any old men in the crosswalk, or is that that's something you only did when you're a rookie? I'm pretty guy. sure he ran into that guy on the sidewalk. <laughs> Was it not, the sidewalk? I I only ran into the guy on the sidewalk because he had to come out of the building at the same time I was going on the sidewalk. Whose fault mm. is that? Yeah, yours. That's true. <laughs> All right, so Spencer is going off to the Cycle Messenger World Championships. We wish you nothing but the best. Take some pictures, maybe uh, do an interview with the winner if he's cool at the uh, or she. Hopefully a woman can uh, come out top of the Cycle Master World Championship in uh, Mexico City. And have a great time. So... Best worst of the week as we discuss. Let's talk about the best. What what do you have for us, little guy? My my best of the week is it's finally spring in Minnesota. Months after it was spring where you are, Tim. Oh. Um, 
and so it's just it's just really lovely to ride right now. It smells good, actually. You can actually smell things other than like flying dog poop when you're outside. Um, so that's it. My vest is just you riding right now. You smell flowers. There's like beautiful new so, leafy note trees. It's lovely. I, I have a question because um, I saw on through my Twitter feed or my Facebook or somewhere, I actually saw my first complaint from a Minnesotan that it was too hot. Oh yeah, day. well that was happens. It, the was it first in actuality hot. too hot? Well, I wasn't. I wasn't here during the weekend, but I think it was in the eighties. Um, but I was in Missouri, so eighties. Um, eighties. So it was jump, hot today. Was you jump from like twenty-five to eighty, then is what happened. That's spring. Yeah, spring happens no, somewhere in that twelve hours between those. It no, it really did. I left on Friday and I got back last night, and I swear, I swear, my lawn grew like seven inches. I mean. Everything looks different. It's so like now you're gonna have to get out that push lawnmower. Did you get the blades sharpened? No, I I didn't get them sharpened, but I already got it out and it it mangled my mangled my lawn. It didn't so, cut it. It mangled it. So after follow up to Spencer's question about it possibly being too hot, to me, yeah. cycling in Minnesota or anywhere in the north, it, it happened when I lived in Chicago, and elsewhere. And I don't know if this happened to you, Spencer, but the, it's not really summer until the roads have finally been street swept because man the amount of crap that gets in that bike lane yeah the dirt they're, in the they've sand. been swept pretty well here <laughs> okay. they're pretty swept well the thing about boston is that uh there's not a lot of crap in the bike lanes because there just aren't any bike lanes ah, um that helps that helps yeah i mean there hasn't been snow or anything or debris really for like i don't know three months but uh but there's a lot of sharrows, but there's not a lot of bike lanes. What so you of, just ride wherever you want. What kind of debris do you find in the Boston bike lanes because or gutters? Because I envision it nothing being nothing but Narragansett cans and just like New York Yankee baseball hats. Just like, oh, man, I hate it. And then they just run over it. Is that kind of what you see? Uh, I think they stop those at the border. They don't even get in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, that's it. All right. So Spencer, what's your uh, best of the week in cycling? Uh well, I was I was pretty stoked about uh, going to Mexico and Cycle Messenger World Championships, and that was that was high on my list. But then uh, I ended up watching the U.S. Pro uh, Road Race yesterday on the internet. I watched both the women's and the men's race, and they were pretty awesome uh they were super awesome the women's race was rad there was a lot of action uh allison powers winning pretty dominantly uh was cool to see and then the men's race uh was just a ridiculous battle all the way through like um attack after attack and groups going apart and coming together and tactics playing out and guys getting it right and other teams getting it wrong and uh it was it was a super rad race and super fun to watch. And I don't think I've been that nervous watching the end of a bike race in a long time. So, uh, it's, it's definitely my best of the week. And I, you know, you just did a great job of telling about an awesome event that I think I, well, I know I agree. I don't know if little guys saw it, but the big news for us coming from Minnesota, I mean, Eric Marcotte is now your national road champion, which is pretty awesome for a guy that used to race for the Birchwood cafe team that, I remember winning the Category 2-3 Criterium at the Nature Valley Grand Prix up that hill. Beastly maneuver yeah. at the end there. Nothing but props. Probably the coolest thing 
in bikes this entire week. Absolutely. Great job, Eric Marcotte and Spencer. Totally agree yeah. with you on this one. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm stoked for him and I'm stoked for the team. You know, obviously my, my housemate uh, kind of started the team and uh, so there's a lot of pride for that here. But really, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered who won because that race was super rad all the way through. It was super fun to watch. So uh, if you can find it uh, on the internets for downloading, I would highly suggest to do that and, and watch it if you missed it. Um, yeah. Little guy, did you happen to see the race or just had to follow up on it later? Uh, no, I, ju- I just followed it up on it today. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of out of the uh, cycling world and being at my dad's house over the weekend, but it, sound- it sounds pretty awesome. So Definitely. U.S. Pro Championship, great job to the city of Chattanooga for hosting. And, you know, that kind of uh, steamrolls right into my best of the week. My best of the week is a little bit more general. It has to do with just the um, technological advancements in watching bike racing on the Internet. Namely, yesterday we saw the tour tracker really come around. Tim Johnson was the color commentator of this new apparatus that was hosted on the USA Cycling website where you could see where the the race was as far as the schematic of the the race course profile and then also could get the coverage now the coverage was a little spotty it is the internet but it's getting better fantastic coverage on the internet of the u.s pro championships and then we had the um what i thought was the coolest thing was today at the giro d'italia on that big stage they now have this little bug up in the corner where it shows where the um the, the race leader is and then where the different groups are, which they've always had. So we'll say like group Maglia Rosia, three minutes down, and then like leader, you know, at the time. But now it shows the gradient of the road that each person is on in that. So huh. you can see that like Quintana was at 14%, and then it would say Maglia Rosa, 3%. So you could see, you know, why the gaps were maybe opening up or why things were starting to struggle. And, that was really cool, and those are the types of little advancements that I think can get kind of the regular fan in, regular cycling fan more interested. I do feel right. that um, the Tour Tracker at times did spend a little bit too much time dumbing down the uh, you know, the broadcast of what's a breakaway, and it's like, come on, the only people that are watching this are really diehard people that know yeah. what a breakaway is. However, yeah. some of the... Some of the on-the-bike camera stuff that Shimano put out yeah. uh, after the Tour of California was just yeah, so, was cool. so good at uh, really demonstrating to, you know, to anybody watching, like, how much chaos is going on and how yeah. hard, like, the bike racing actually is. Because you watch the Tour de France and, and all kinds of, you know, armchair, part-time cyclist fans tune into the Tour and, you know it's on in the bar or something and people are like, Oh, this is so boring. Why would you watch this? You know? And like yeah. that on the bike stuff really shows you that even when they're just kind of cruising along and it doesn't look like anything's happening, all yeah. kinds yeah. of stuff is happening, you know? And yeah. like, we know that like being tuned in and, and really fans of the sport, but like to get the more casual fan engaged, uh, that's going to be huge, huge, yeah. huge. You're absolutely right, and that on-the-bike stuff, that was the other part that I was listed as far as a technological advancement. It's only a matter of time before the UCI allows it, and I can't imagine the technology is that far away. I mean, they have cameras on, you know, MotoGP and F1 cars that yeah. can then be broadcast, and it does show that kind of uh, craziness inside the Peloton. I'm sure at times it would be kind of boring, but man, at the end there, you could 
dial in where like, ooh, where's Cavendish? And just bring up his camera or the camera of his leadout guy and you could look at Cavendish. Just think if it was around when Jan Ulrich was on the back and they could put the camera on like Lance Armstrong and, it, and then it'd zoom in on Jan Ulrich and he'd be there eating an ice cream cone. It'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be just like when you're in a race, Timmy. That's right. And with that, we will be back with the worst in the week of cycling. back and before we get to the worst in the week of cycling we do need to do a quick catch up on the velo games fantasy cycling league and the slow ride podcast 47 entrants of which the top five is closer than ever the little guy is in fifth place yes. and spencer is in second place overall Quintana. well and, how are you doing timmy oh you know Where i knew you? you were gonna ask me i am currently in 30th place I have resigned to the fact that I am not going to win this year. However, I will make up for it during the tour. For I'll those call. of you mm. that are new... Is that foreshadowing? For those of you that um, are unaware, we do have a little side bet between the three of us. The winner gets to write two paragraphs, one for each of the losers, that we have to read verbatim on the podcast from a blindly. You know, we just got to read it. We're not going to be able to see it beforehand. And I am right now questioning who I want to write that paragraph, either Spencer or Little Guy. And I will say that it looks like Little Guy is going to be the one that's going to read the paragraph because he has Quintana. Yeah. And Spencer left him off. So, Trouble Spencer. Old man power will come back around. <laughs> well, we, we will talk a little bit about old man power because you must be uh, talking about Cadell Evans. Um, yeah. But you think not talking about. I'm not talking about Scarponi, that's for sure. Lasso. So there's a lot of uh, the 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 you know a lot of the talk today on today's Giro stage was the weather going over the Stelvio and some kind of weird neutralization of the descent. Did yeah. you guys feel that the weather was too bad, or do you think that it was you know just toughen up and ride? I I don't know. I I understand it's pretty bad, but I mean. Yeah, I guess kind of toughen up and ride. I'm kind of, I kind of sick of hearing hearing the hearing the complaining. I guess that's how I feel. But all right, I don't know how yeah, you guys it's, feel. It's weird because uh, you know everybody likes to put up the the images of the Badger and of uh, Andy Hampstead uh, going up those climbs and like no gloves and you know whatever short sleeves and yeah. how tough everything used to be and uh, and how everybody's so whiny now. But like. Everybody's like wearing basically nothing uh, anymore. Like they used to be wearing wool jerseys and stuff, and <laughs> and you yeah. know these guys like Bernard. You know what was he like? Two hundred and fifty-five pounds or something. Like <laughs> these guys these days are like one hundred and nineteen pounds, and like so. I mean, that's their own fault. There's some I know, but the the culture has changed. You know, you can't just be like, well, Bernard did it in nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. Like, well, I don't, he also I don't had think it has outside. anything to do with those guys just, doing it. I think just, you know, you, I mean, you, you can drop out of the race. I, yeah, I guess well, how I feel. And, but, but, so that's, that's the question then. Is it like, is the race to get everyone to drop out and see who's the toughest, or is the race to see who rides their bike the best? Like, I think the race I, is to see both. who has the best chemist. 
on the team. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's. I Jimmy, think it's, it's, both it's not things. 2005 anymore, Tim. Oh. Everybody stopped I, in 2005. <laughs> I I think it's good when it's when it's this hard. You know, I mean, you look at those like first couple Tour de France's or whatever. You know, really old races. Like they were way way longer on way worse roads, and it was less about always being the fastest and and all, more about just being you know right. the hardest and most endurance and this adds a little bit of it and if it doesn't i don't feel like it takes anything away from the race if like the fastest guy didn't end up the supposedly we think we know who the fastest guy is didn't win because he got too cold i mean that's 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 what the race threw at you and if you can't handle it this time then come back next year and maybe different circumstances you'll win you know yeah all right, all right. well I mean, I I enjoyed watching the stage today. I gave the students a study guide, so they were busy for the first you know hour and a half, and I got to watch. Um, you were the stage. best teacher. The, the Giro is fantastic. Um, anyways, props to Miss Meow currently in first place, and Spencer, you're in second. Brian Girding is in third with the round and rounds. And in last three places, also in the running for a water bottle, we have our friend Maggie Rose of Trying to Catch Me Riding Dirty, Bill Carroll, and Gafsa of Team Gentoo looking good for some prizes there. And, you know, this Gafsa, Team Gentoo, they currently have 646 points. And looking at their team, Daniel Martin and Cunego. You know, (laughs) I like this person because they have Cunego. Their sprinter was Alessandro Pataki. Oh. And they have Yvonne Basso as their, like, all-around. And there's just something magical about this person that Sammy Sanchez. I mean, these are some quality names that they've got on there. Johnny Hoogerland. They're good and names. Great names. Just horrible Once. bike racers. And At this point, yeah. So, Not horrible, but just, you know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's going a little Let's say that far. their team is mostly past its prime. Yes. So yeah. the... Those so are good. My, my, uh, I actually want to give a special shout-out to the French team. Uh, they started out really slow, but they're doing extremely well right now. What French team? The French, the all-French team. Come on, look at the oh, results. Who is the all-French team? Oh, my God. Um, so uh, Taylor... I've gone through every team with the fine he picked, he picked all, like, AG2R guys and his... Uh, his I can't recall the team name right now, but it's all in French. He's in like fifth or sixth or seventh, somewhere right in there. He was languishing down near the bottom for a while, and then he skyrocketed yeah. up the results. It's, yeah, it's because they're French. Yeah. You know, I want to just kind of go into my worst of the week. I know that uh, you know it's kind of been light, but there's there's two things of note, and they have to do with books and cycling. Two books Oops. have come out recently that I just want to say are the worst things possible. The first is the new George Hincapie book. Um, horrible book I can't imagine it I like how Landis took him to town but basically Hincapi got Craig Hummer to ghostwrite his basic wank fest of a book about George Hincapi's career and about how he stopped doping in 2005 when Frankie Andreu told him to quit doping or something ridiculous so George Hincapi yeah I'm not going to buy it bro I'm with Floyd Landis on that one and the second book that you know, it was funny at first, and I'm kind of into the idea of some of them because they make me chuckle. But the rules and the Veluminati, all of this added up, the rules are pretty stupid. The only rule that matters to me is that the glasses need to be over the helmet straps. Everything oh, else just on. doesn't matter anymore. What? But those, that rules book, do you guys know what I'm talking about? The rules book I, thing? 
I didn't know they had a book. I just knew they had the website. Well, I think I think some things always have to be enforced. Socks have to get taller every single year until we're okay. all wearing pants. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't know. You know, if you watch the tour, the Giro stage today, um, since it was so cold and everyone was bundled up, and then they got warm in the last climb. If you if you look at the pictures or you watched it. Um, there's a lot of a lot of the pros riding with leg warmers on at the end, but no arm warmers, which is a major fashion no-no. Really? Um, are they yeah, full? You, are they full leg warmers or just knee warmers? Some of them have full leg warmers, and some of them have have the half, but then they don't have any arm warmers on. So that's that's like that's that's like I don't know. It's it's one of the Ten Commandments, I think. You can have arm warmers and and bare legs, but you can't have bare arms and covered legs. Really? Because everybody knows this is the way it is. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So, well, yeah, I know that. But do I you mean, have... Spencer knew this. Uh, I don't know that any of them are all that important. Um... That your kit must always be dirty and wrinkled? I thought that was your first rule. Is it wrinkled? Oh. Dude, his jersey didn't wasn't dirty. It just smelled. I mean, riding behind Spencer no. on the velodrome was like I've, the worst I've thing watched, imaginable. I've watched Spencer like search around in the trunk of the Kia, like <laughs> I got a jersey in here somewhere. I know I do, and then pull out a jersey, kind of like shake some mud off, and then be like, Yeah, yeah oh, what's this number from? Jingle Cross. What? What is it? May? Ah, this will be fine. I'll wear this. So. Yeah. No rule I for you, Spencer. No, nah, man, no rules. All right. Do no you have a? No uh, rules. Do either of you have a worst of the week, or do we want to uh, just kind of move on to no, our let's, listener questions? Let's, let's move on to our listener questions because I just we like have, last week, everything's sunshine and rainbows for me. We have right. listener questions. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we'll that's be right my, back. That's that's my worst of the week. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll be right we'll back see. with listener questions. back with Woo. our first ever listener questions and i will say that we got a few emails to the slow ride podcast at gmail.com um they both said did i win something in the body of the emails <laughs> from both uh ryan fisher in cleveland ohio and our friend maggie rose uh in jacksonville florida so gentlemen you both did not win but let's get to the chase the first question we have is from Maggie Rose via Twitter, and he just wants to say, if you're shaving your legs, where do you stop? So At the little top. guy, where do you stop? At the top. At the top. Spencer? <laughs> you don't stop, bro. You don't stop. You don't stop? Uh, well, so I stop mid-thigh. Mid-thigh. So you, rock, on the knees? you rock the hair shorts. Are you wearing shorts? the Team Sky jersey? It's not even hair shorts anymore, Spencer. I've graduated <laughs> to the hair skin suit. Uh Right. I, I just don't have a comment. It's okay. That could be your worst of the week. So let's get on to our next question. comes from Frankie Cundiff in Richmond, Virginia. And he said, compared to Jiro's past, was today's stage really that dangerous or are all the riders just scared? I have no idea. I would say I... equally as dangerous. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was any, any worse. I, I do think... Uh... You know, when it's dangerous, you should listen to the Peloton, and they're better at policing themselves, I think, than the UCI or anybody else is. Um, but I do feel like they've been 
quick to neutralize themselves uh, the last few years, which is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't think the courses have gotten that much worse. So, I mean, but then you have things like, uh, you know, Walter um, crashing and, and, and dying in the Giro, but that wasn't on a particularly crazy stage. So, no, that was, I don't that know. Was, that was a pretty standard stage. I mean, I, it, you yeah. know, whatever. I just like how the time. question was framed by Frank. And Frank, they're all scared. So Everybody get, but Cadell. Everybody but Cadell. So let's get into um, one of the things that we've always discussed is uh, out-of-town form. Yeah. And little guy. Rare do condition. Want, do you want to explain um, this a little bit or kind of introduce this yeah, topic? It's it's a rare condition. I don't I don't know if anybody else out there has noticed it. I know we have we have found it and and found you know boiled it down to its essence with you tim at times but somebody lives somewhere for a long period of time they move to another town and then they magically get fast and they have out of town form and then they come back perhaps to the town they lived from and their form drops again so i don't know what it is about the new town the new city or just being away from their regular life that makes them fast but it's it's a documented uh phenomenon if you look at super rookies results i think it it, it, it bears super it bears Minneapolis eh super key eh. moves to Chicago hey guys I got second yeah. in this crit what yeah. no you didn't Lots comes back weird... to town drops off again it's yeah. almost yeah. like it didn't happen but because I have friends in Chicago that remember this four month period of awesome racing and where I win stuff and yeah. creams but yes out of town form logo you did a great job of describing it um, it, it is an existent thing it's right next to the scale of old man strength yeah and it's something Great. that you move to a new area and you know you just you just pick your moments and you shine mm -hmm. it's because you don't know anybody out there have to ride your bike to meet people so you're riding your bike more than normal and then uh when you get back to your old place of residence you get back into the groove of not caring <laughs> and you know, it's like, hey, little guy, let's not go for a bike ride. Let's play ping pong instead, and the yeah. form goes away. So the question you, is, you think it's just riding more? You don't think it's because you go to a new town and you're and you don't have the fear? Like when you're in town, you look over in the peloton and you see me and you say, oh, I can't win. Little guy's got this. <laughs> but when you're in another town, you look around and you say, bunch of chumps. These guys, they're all their glasses are on the wrong side of their straps, and then ah. you attack. I never thought about it that way. I guess to me it was more just about riding the bike more, but I maybe subconsciously I look over here and I'm like, Ooh, these people don't know who they're messing with. I'm the super rookie. <laughs> I used to, I am the 2006 status. Category 3 state Kieran champion. Get out of yeah. my way. The bigger question I have is, Spencer, you yeah. are now in the driver's seat here. Are you experiencing out-of-town form to the point I'm... that we should be yeah. concerned? I'm testing the theory right now. I'm gonna see if it's if it's factual or not. Uh, I could I could disprove this theory. <laughs> yeah. This season. You uh, want to disprove it in Mexico City, perhaps when you're racing this weekend. Well, yeah, that's true. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I couldn't you sound qualify. Confident. In, in 2003, I couldn't qualify for uh, the finals. Uh, I think they took the top 80, and I got 88. Um, so, you know, if I can qualify for the finals, uh, then we will know for sure. So, little guy, All what right. is yeah. um, 
What are the chances that Spencer will qualify for the finals at the Mexico City Cycle Messenger World Championships? Uh, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's got the 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 sort of like uh, ability to do stupid enough things anymore to make it to the final. So I'm gonna say, you know, there's like a 25% chance. I don't. I don't think he's willing to like risk injury enough. And some of these people are really willing to do dumb things to make so, it far. So 25% chance. You know, I actually think that that is a really good number. I think yeah. 25% chance is uh, pretty perfect. So, Spencer, one out of every four times uh, you would qualify for the final, you can prove us wrong. Do you think that you have what it takes to make the final? Uh, I definitely have what it takes to make the final. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been riding. I've been training. I got my bike's dialed. I'm ready to go. Mentally, I'm all there. Uh, whether Mentally. or not uh, when I show up on the line, I'll give a shit. Um <laughs> Is really going to be the game, man. situation. <laughs> you gotta want it so bad. What's the um? I was what looking bike at the course. Bringing? I was uh, I'm bringing the single speed uh, cross bike. It's it's a fixed gear cross bike. Um, Does that brakes? Yeah, it has oh, brakes. Dude, you are so gonna get laughed out of that race. <laughs> and with Maybe that, not. all right, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Talk to you next week. Woo! Thanks for listening to the 10th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast.